It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Praise the Lord, everyone. This is the day that the Lord has made. Shall rejoice and be glad in it. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Blessed be his holy name. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. I'm so thankful that you decided to join us this morning. This is Overflowing Life Family Worship Center. This is our Overflowing Life Prayer Community Time. We often pray about different things. We have different strategies, um, different perspectives each morning. Our heart desire is that as we take our prayer position, that it would impact the kingdom of God, not only our local church, but our friends, our church friends, our churches that are friends to us, the ministries in the city of Indianapolis. And if you're calling from another state, receive what God is praying through us. This morning, we're going to be praying regarding what is being taught in the body of Christ about seven mountains. Let me, let's start in Isaiah 2.2. It says, it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be firmly established as the highest of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow into it. There was a teaching that began in the 70s. I know Bill Bright was one of the uh, men that made it popular. Apparently, another man by the name of Johnny Enlow, who was a senior pastor of Daystar, has had a major impact in this teaching. And the reason I posture it this way, let me just um, introduce it this way. These men felt like, there were 70 areas in our society that the kingdom of God needed to uh, climb, infiltrate, and bring about a revolution that would impact our culture and our society. They identified the media, government, education, economics, family, arts, entertainment, and religion as seven key areas in our culture that have a major influence on us. And they began what they call the Seven Mountain um, Strategy based on 
a prophecy and revelation by Mr. Enlow. And, of course, as I said, it was taught uh, a lot in the early 70s. And it's really picking up a momentum in some full gospel circles or charismatic circles or uh, non-denominational circles. I believe, as Mr. Enlow, that there is an Elijah revolution. And I think God has been birthing men and women of God that have the spirit of Elijah. As we see in the New Testament, John the Baptist having the spirit of Elijah before Jesus revealed his earthly ministry, John the Baptist seemingly came out of nowhere and began to decree the kingdom of God is at hand, introducing Christ in the earth. And in the last days, I believe that the spirit of Elijah will rest upon the church as we begin to declare the kingdom of God made manifest in the earth in our spheres of influence. So as it was in the days of John the Baptist, there was a clarion call, a declaration. John was baptizing, preparing people to receive Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one introduced his mission in the earth. I believe that the kingdom of God made manifest in his church in this hour will begin to make way for the return of Christ. And it begins with us occupying places in the earth realm where the enemy has held people captive. You see, there's nothing that the enemy has that he's created. So every one of these mountains, God has people that are gifted, anointed, and appointed to bless the earth. But we have had a church mentality that not only do we not occupy places and positions, we're afraid to confront, grow, and develop our gifts and our abilities. So we've had a church that encourages the burying of our talent. Let me explain. When my son was on his way to college, he was a young man. He had, had and he had gotten hurt. He dislocated his shoulder. And there was a prophet that came through our local congregation at the time and said, just as you have dislocated your shoulder, 
God has dislocated you, and he will reassign you and put you in a new path, a new destiny. And I'm paraphrasing because I don't know his exact words. My son received the word of the Lord, the importation. He was 18 at the time. So for 40 days, he fasted. He went to work, came home, went to his room to prepare himself for the shift that God had called him to. This was not provoked by me. I am not the type of person that tells anybody what they need to think, not even my own son. He has his own mind. Anybody knows him now knows that he has his own mind. You can't serve God with somebody else's mind. So I wasn't about to raise up some foolishness in my house where I became the voice of God. Uh, okay, that's a whole other subject because I think that's part of the reason we have trouble with our men and our children is because we take their responsibility away from them and they're no longer able to think for themselves. And then we turn them out into the world and they don't know how to do anything because they've never learned how to think. So my philosophy as a parent, and it is my philosophy as a pastor, don't come to me and ask me what you're supposed to do because I'm going to tell you to go to your prayer closet and talk to God until you get an answer. And if you don't know how to talk to God, that's your first point of learning, is learning how to seek the heart and minds of God. Um, I don't think the church does that enough. I've seen people that, with their pastors and ask them, how do I spend my uh, tax check? Well, don't come to me and ask that. That's not my business. That's your business and God's business. I will pray for you until you go talk to God about it. Well, anyway, that's my um, soapbox. But people began to say to him, you're called of God. Don't go to college. People began to say to him, you need to stay in the city Um, because you called and you need to be part of this and you need to be part of that. What I will do is intercede. It's like, Lord, don't let him mess up his life based on false prophecy and people's fears. What my son ended up doing, he not only went to college, but he's never been one, and I've never been one, to believe that you need to hide in um, Christian colleges and Christian schools because the truth of the matter is We learn how to stand when we confront the kingdom of darkness. So he was raised with this idea of spiritual warfare. So um, anyway, what my son ended up doing, he went to a secular college, raised up an awesome ministry, 
on that college campus. It was about 25 or 30 of them. It wasn't unusual for me to have anywhere from 15 to 20 young adults in my house just coming down to hang out and to uh, learn. But he, the last thing that he gave to that college was a four-state conference called Holy Spirit Rain, R-A-I-N. Incredible outpouring of the Holy Spirit impacted so many ministries. There was one local church that was about 30 members or so. There's now thousands of members. Introduced dance and prophetic movement in the region. And all of this was done because he went to a secular university. So the church has perpetuated religion to the point that if what I believe God is breaking down is that stronghold, that fear, because all it is is fear, because if you're really saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, empowered by God, being led by the Holy Spirit, and you're not compromised, you can stand against the adversary. The reason most people are afraid is because they haven't surrendered their life to God to begin with, and they know it. So any temptation that comes draws them away from Christ. Why do I bring this up? The the spirit of Elijah, the same spirit that was on John the Baptist to declare and make plain the way of the Lord, is operating in the earth realm now. God is calling us to occupy, not run, not be intimidated, not be afraid, but to occupy until he comes. And it takes the church operating together taking position and place based on the revelation of what it is that you're called to do. God is creator. We're made in his image. So our manifestation of his glory should not be limited to his church service. We have created an environment where if people are not used in a local church, they don't know what to do. But they never maximize their potential because they think the ultimate goal is a job in the church. No, the ultimate goal is to live a surrendered life and be the church. So these seven mountain teachings deal with these key areas. 
So we're going to pray through some of this today. We may not get through it all today. But we're going to pray that God will begin to release the spirit of Elijah, to declare the way of the Lord in these seven mountains. This may be new to you. I think it's, and I preference, I um, want to make it very clear that this is an application of Scripture. The truth is Isaiah 2 and 2. The truth of the truth of this is scripture talks about in the last days God's going to pour out his spirit on all flesh. And the spirit of Elijah will begin to move in the earth. And I don't have that scripture for you, but I'll get it tomorrow because I'm sure we'll still be here. So what we want to do is begin to line up our heart with God. And using these seven mountains is one way to focus our attention. That is the purpose of application. I don't believe that we should teach application as doctrine. I think we need to let people know this is how I'm applying the word. Because in in reading those seven mountains, it was before the great increase in technology, which I'm sure is a mountain in our culture that the enemy rules and uses. We need to find our place, our sphere, sphere of influence, what, is, what it is we're called to do. Um, some of us won't face our fears And God can't get us where he needs us to be. So we want to pull that stronghold down as well. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you thanking you for Holy Spirit who helps us pray when we don't know how. Father God, we realize that you instructed Daniel to shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. Father God, we believe that it is now the end time. And the, and the knowledge of your purposes are being revealed by your prophets who are increasing and are becoming great in the earth. Father, we praise the name of Jesus who is the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root, the source of David. who has won and overcome and conquered. We recognize King Jesus. We recognize the power and authority that was released into our hands (coughs) because of Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one, who breaks the yoke off our neck. We worship and adore you, Father. We thank you for the one who is able to open the scroll and who is breaking the seven seals. We thank you, Father, for the opportunity to be part 
of what you're getting ready to do and what you are doing, God. And that you're beginning to put a trumpet to the mouths of your leaders to declare the kingdom of this world have now become the kingdoms of our Lord and Savior, and we will reign forever and ever. We thank you, Father God, for the seven horns. We thank you for the seven eyes and the seven spirits of God who have been sent to us and who go far and wide throughout the earth to prepare the way for your servants. Excuse me. Father God, we open up our eyes and we see and we recognize the time and the hour that we live in. We recognize, Father, that the earth is ripe for an overthrow, for a revolution. We thank you that Jesus was a revolutionary. When he came on the scene, he shifted the direction of the church. In fact, he shifted the direction of religion and opened the way for the church, the kingdom of God to be made manifest in the earth. From then until now, you have been preparing a people. You have made a people. You are making ready a people that's building up continuous momentum that will not compromise <coughs> and this morning we join with those people that are crying out to you who are recognizing the power of the slain blood of the lamb of god who purchased men from every nation and tribe and language, who have been made kingdom priests, a royal priesthood, a holy generation, who have made up their mind that they will rule and reign with Christ forever. And while yet in these earth suits, would begin to cry out to you for the overthrow of the kingdoms of this world, those that are willing to stand with the roar of the lion in their bellies, 
not to stand on the outskirts and gossip and complain, but who are willing to take their position and be empowered to do and become Christ in the areas of the greatest influence. Father, we're watching the buffoonery as we look at presidential elections. We ask, Father God, that in this time and season, God, that you would raise up men and women to take their place and their position in the kingdom of government. We thank and praise you, Father God. for the men and women that are answering the call to stand as just rulers in places of government who are not afraid to allow you to bring them into places that may seem at odds with the church, but have chosen to be an influence. Lord, give us leaders who know how to cultivate the ground of this nation. Leaders who want to prepare our nation for the advancement of the kingdom of God and not their own name. Men and women who do not desire to be famous, but faithful. Pursuing righteousness and justice with boldness and uncompromising adherence to your word. Leaders who will esteem you with humble and contrite spirits. Those who tremble at your word. When they take elected offices, These men and women will rise above the double-mindedness and walk in God's calling upon their life. They will be balanced officials who are not wrapped up in calculating and pursuing their own agenda, nor too tolerant, embracing strange fire upon the altars of this nation. Leaders who will keep their spirits quiet and in tune with you, who have self-control of their passions, and because of it, have great power and strength. Men and women who have fought the lion and the bear. who have been trained by your hands and not and are not intimidated by Goliath 
who walk in divine favor. Who know how to navigate in murky waters so that the kingdom of God can be advanced in this nation. We thank you, Father God, that they hear your voice. They receive wisdom and godly counsel, first from the spirit of the living God. Anoint them, Father, to increase their spiritual influence in their work environment. May they ascend into the White House, those who it is their measure. For, Father, there are some that will be local, state, nation, occupying places and positions of authority, who understand how to speak, And what to say, because they speak what they hear you say, God. Give them your light and your truth to establish a nation whose God is the Lord. (laughs) We forgive those, Father God. who were once pure and clean, but became contaminated and compromised. We ask you, Father God, for a place of repentance for men and women, a place of restoration. We thank you, men and women, who will repair foundations who reestablish truth in the nation and they open their mouth lord the anointing rests upon them father God, for those who are in we ask that angels be assigned to their lives, God. We seek to strengthen them, to encourage them. There are those that are in position, but they don't know how, Father. to be men and women of integrity in the midst of what is currently in place. So we ask 
excuse me. We ask, Father God, that you would begin to speak to their hearts again, God. And the places in their heart that have become stony. They heard your call. They answered your call. But somehow moved away from your truth. We ask you, Father God, to strengthen them. Give them your boldness and your wisdom. Father God, in your church, there are men and women that you have given the wisdom and the intelligence to be able to impact communities, governments, and our society, yet they're stuck. Some are even pastoring. and in various places and positions because they did not understand the call. They were not a prepared people to take their place and position in our society and in our culture. We pray for those, God. We pray for the realignment and the reassignment. We pray for divine favor in their lives. Lord, we pray for the media mountain. We praise you and we thank you, Father God, that in all spheres of influence, media is impacting cultures. Father God, in the name of Jesus, open up the eyes of our understanding that we would see and understand the power that you have invested in the church. That we are seated together with Christ in heavenly places, far above all principality, power, and might, and dominion, and every name that is named not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. We ask you for forgiveness, God, first, as men and women in the body of Christ who have been infatuated with the king's dainties. In fact, Father God, many, there are many who have postured themselves to consume of the corrupt communication that's currently reflected in media. While secretly, while openly condemning 
what is being shown and reflected in the media. But secretly coming, the poison and the deception. We ask you, Father, for forgiveness. For being double-minded and corrupt ourselves in our heart. Father God, we ask your forgiveness for all of the times that we have said and consumed media the source of entertainment It's been very good in repeating and believing the things that we've seen. We also ask forgiveness for rejecting the tools that have been developed to put the gospel of Jesus Christ. Show us, Father. how to best use that which is available <coughs> for the advancement of the kingdom. Father, we allow the enemy to take control of media, fill the papers and the airwaves with bad news, fear-filled words, doubt, unbelief. For this, Father, we repent. We repent for being passive. We repent, Father God, for not taking an active stance against what has been perpetrated in our culture and in our society. For acting as if we are helpless. When you have given us all power through the blood of Jesus, So, Father, this morning, we thank you for the call and the equipping of those that are called into this industry. We thank you, Father God, that whatever credentials are needed, that you, that the doors that you have opened for these men and women to go through, to be prepared, to be ready. We ask you to redeem the time, God. We ask for favor with human resources to hire and deploy your heart. We thank you, Father, for managers and controllers of the media. We thank you, Father God, for those that know how to present the gospel of Jesus Christ to this generation and the heart of God to this generation. Everything is not about our Christian ease, but it's about creating an environment that's healthy and safe. 
for all people and communicating truth and love. We pray that your will will be done in media as it is in heaven. We thank you, Father God, that it's not always what we say, but who we are. So, Father, let them stand as beacon of light, people that you have called to the forefront. Let the glorious light of Jesus Christ be reflected in their communication. Father God, we praise you and we thank you. We pronounce judgment upon the powers of darkness that have ruled the mountain of media. The evil genius of this world has already been defeated. So, Father God, as men and women are released into the kingdom of media, that the victory that Jesus won is reinforced by their presence. You said where sin abounds, grace does that much more abound. So we thank you for the abounding grace of favor resting upon your people. Father God, in the name of Jesus, just as you stepped out of heaven into darkness, you said, let there be light. We decree upon the mountain of media, let there be light in the name of Jesus. We declare that this mountain is filled with God-fearing men and women who will speak truly, deal truly, and live truly. We decree that the airwaves, all the technology, will be filled with whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever Whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things of good report. If there's any virtue in them, if there's anything praiseworthy, it shall be reported. Father God, we've even noticed that there are times that the anchor man tries to draw out testimonies from people that he's interviewing to see if they will name the name of Jesus. Father God, we pray all over this nation that we're in the past ministries, people of God, were afraid to discuss their faith for fear of ridicule, that we would boldly declare 
who we are and given the opportunity to stand upon this mountain will not be intimidated by the adversary. So, Lord, we ask divine protection over men and women that are assigned to this area of influence. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we repent of our own perversion. And Lord, those places in us that still are occupied by a heart of gossip, we repent, God. We repent of those places in our heart that's occupied by judgment. You said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. And the presence of Christ, his word, has already judged sin. There is no power in vain conversation, but there is power in prayer. Power in pursuit of your glory and your victory. Let us not be given to judgment and gossip, but prayer and pursuit. And Father, I pray for leaders in our churches that we would create atmospheres where people can find their mission and vision based on what Christ has put on the inside of them. That we would no longer birth in the church oh God, those that are maimed without the ability to take their place and position in a society. That we would no longer create an environment where people never grow up. They never see themselves in Christ. They never seize the freedom that Jesus purchased for them. The freedom to be a complete expression of God. That everything inside of them brings glory to God. That we would begin to raise up a people that understand that they are unique, handcrafted, your workmanship. Galatians warns us that even though Jesus came to set us free, that rules and regulations and law return a free people to captivity.
making them of none effect in the kingdom of God. So I thank you, Father, to raise up religious leaders, (laughs) righteous leaders that have your heart, God. that desire to see people free, that's not intimidated by an eight-year-old getting a college education just because they don't have one. Father God, I ask that you would bless households Parents to train train up their children in the way they should go. When they're old, they're not depart from it. Children may have their ups and downs, but if they know who they are, why they're created, what they are an answer to. My son was an answer in the area of education. anointed and appointed by you to shift, change the environment of educational institutions. Many lives have been changed. Father God, I dare not think where some of these young people would be without educators that have your heart and have your mind, that realize more important than teaching science was to impart into children that they have a divine destiny that can be fulfilled. Father, I thank you for Christian homes where parents are not intimidated by their children and their choices, but undergird them in prayer and intercession so that they can make safe passage into the place that you've ordained for them. Father God, we thank you for educators that are called to the mountain of education. For you are great and wise. You are the educator of all educators. You have all wisdom, power, and revelation. We praise you, God. We acclaim glory, honor, and dominion and power forever will rest in you, God. We thank you for the teacher, the guide, Holy Spirit that leads us into all truth. So you are an educator. And we recognize that all truth and all wisdom comes from you. You are the God of all wisdom. And it's your heart desire to bless us. Just as you spoke to Adam, Adam. Name all the creatures. 
I would imagine, God, that it delighted you that Adam used his mind, your a mind that was created in your image. I can imagine a father watching his son look like him. God, science doesn't intimidate you. Mathematics doesn't intimidate you. New inventions and strategies do not intimidate you. Our exploration of the universe does not intimidate you. Our naming fossils, trying to determine how old they are, trying to figure out strategies for life, how to build better, bigger buildings, how to grow more crops. None of these things intimidate you, God. So, Father God, raise up educators that will develop systems that will train and grow a generation of young people that will be like Adam, that will maximize their potential. Educators that will not that will close doors to the infiltration of our school system of theories and principles that the enemy would like to release to draw our children away from Christ and into serving the beast. Father God, we repent of standing by and watching an educational system be built that will cause our children to turn their hearts away from you. Forgive us, Father, for not paying attention to what came into our home. Father, I thank you for educators that will sit on boards and will not allow such such seduction to operate in our educational system. Take the scales off the eyes of our educational policy makers, educational leaders and teachers, so that they can see you, the living God, the creator of all things. Touch the hearts of our educators, God, that they may turn their faces toward you and walk uprightly before you. Restore the paths of educational principles. 
that this country was original built on, that was inspired by Holy Spirit. The original vision of education was everything that we were to learn was to glorify you and that would advance your kingdom for your namesake by men like Horace Mann. We ask, Father God, to return our country to principles of education whose objective is to advance the kingdom of God, to advance your truth and your understanding. We thank you for educators, God, that are willing to come into dirty places with clean hands and hear your heart and your voice, to turn around the lives of disenfranchised youth whose only hope is to know your truth. Father God, I'm even hearing touch the heart of the men and women of God who are building mega ministries that are taking in millions of dollars even each week. And have built an incredible machine to bring in finances, but not empower the people. Father, most universities started by Christian educators all over this world men and women who understood the power of human potential. So, Father God, I'm asking that you would touch the heart of religious leaders in a world of greed, that you would begin to touch those who have the resources to build educational institutions that would advance the development of all humanity. So we thank you, Father God, for the kingdom of government, kingdom of media, kingdom of education. We ask, Father God, that angels be assigned to these areas, God, so that men and women of God can take their position. And, Father, I pray for those who are not in the right place doing the right thing, who have hidden their talents and buried them, who are using their gifts and talents 
but not maximizing their potential. We pray, Father God, for your realignment and reassignment and the redemption of time. And we decree Isaiah 2 and 2 in closing, that it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be firmly established as the highest of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations will flow to it. Father, we thank you that everything we do, we do from the perspective of the highest mountain. And that is to be in your presence, to be seated with Christ in heavenly places. Under your lordship and your rule. So, Father God, we thank you. We thank you that we're part of the kingdom of God, where you rule, reign, and abide in Jesus' name. Father, I ask that you would bless all those that are online this morning, that they would understand, God, how important it is to take our place in our position to make way the path for Christ to descend. That we prepare the way for people that will rule and reign with Jesus throughout eternity. That we would see our place in this current day and age. Father, bless every need that's on this line, God. Bless their children, their children's children. Bless bodies, homes, and finances. But you said in your word to seek first the kingdom of God and your righteousness. Everything that we need to live in this life has been promised to us. In fact, you said you would do exceedingly abundantly more than we could think or ask. So, Father God, even the thought, on the hearts and minds of your people today. You will do exceedingly abundantly more. And God, we lost a very precious saint this week. But Lord, I have a mind that your timing is perfect. And because we can't see everything that's going on, God, we trust you in life. Therefore, we trust you in death. <coughs> you are a faithful God. And we know that our lives down here is bigger than however many years you allow us to live. Jesus was 33. Moses was 120. Father, we trust you. So bless everyone on this line. We thank you in advance that every need is met and that the glory of God is being revealed even right now in each life. In Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us. Normally I stop to give time for prayer requests. 
But we've come to the end of our hour. We're here every morning, 6.30 to 7.30, 724-444-7444. Call ID 138-768. Find your mountain. Take your position. And reign in the power and the authority of Jesus Christ. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.